Hello, Hipsy, and welcome back to another podcast of Seeds to Serve. I'm Cheat Catherine. I'm Cheat Mian. And I'm I'm Thomas. This week's gospel is Jesus is Transfigured, and I'll pass it to Cheat Mian to do a summary. Yeah, so the summary of this week is, in the beginning, Jesus took Peter, James, and John up a mountain, and when they got there, Jesus was transfigured before them. His clothes became a dazzling white, and then Elijah and Moses appeared, and they were talking with Jesus. They were conversing with him. The apostles that were there were terrified, confused, and in the spur of the moment, they said, let us make three tents, because they were incredibly confused and did not know what was going on. And then a cloud came, and from the cloud, a voice said, This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, they didn't see anyone but Jesus alone with them. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus told them not to tell anyone what they had seen, not until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept it to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. Yeah. So, kind of digging a little deeper, there's these, like, three images. So, first, you have the mountain that they are all ascending and subsequently descending. And then you have Jesus and the prophets, and you have the apostles. So, the prophets represent how Jesus has the same authority as these two pillars of Israel's tradition. So, in the Old Testament... Jesus is now this authority who has the same authority as the prophets, and he is coming from the same God. And the apostles are the ones who carry on the tradition. Oh, I forgot to include God's voice, but of course God's voice represents God. So after these events have taken place, then Jesus told them to not tell anyone what they had seen, not until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So after they heard this, they were completely confused because they had just seen this glorious event of Jesus in gleaming white clothes, and then now they hear that he is going to die. It's these two opposite images of Jesus in glory and then Jesus dead. So I have a couple questions for Man and Thomas. When you think of highs and lows or ups and downs, which one is the good and which one is the bad? The high, the, the low, the good, the bad? <laughs> um, when I think of highs and lows, I think that the highs are good and the lows are bad. I agree. I also see it that way, too. Yeah, and I also agree. Bottom line, I think we all agree that the ups are the good part and then the downs are the bad parts. But then when we think of it as a hill and a valley, um, or in the sense of the transfiguration, a mountain and a valley, which one would you say is the good and which one is the bad? I think that the hill and the mountains are the good and the valleys are the bad. Oh, I actually think differently. I feel like when we're saying like hill in like a metaphorical sense, I feel like it's like saying we're trying to overcome something. So we're like trying really hard to like go up the hill and like it's almost kind of like it's blocking our way kind of. And then I feel like 
we don't really say valley nearly as much as like overcoming a hill but i guess like in the sense a valley would be like it's smooth going down gravity is pulling you down it's like it's smooth going there's no obstacles in your way no need for any hard work or anything yeah I agree with both of those, actually, even though they were opposing. Um, Well, I agree with it because I know where this is going. But (laughs) before this, then I I think I would have agreed with Jeep Man. But it is kind of both, interestingly enough, because if we think of the mountain, like with the transfiguration, you kind of need to see the mountain as both the good and the bad. Um, I think I saw this in some, because I was looking this up, I, I saw this in an article and it said, with the transfiguration, Jesus briefly revealed the glory of his resurrected body, which could only be achieved through the cross. So what that means is that they had to see Jesus in his glory to be reminded that they could only see him like this forever, I guess, only if he died on the cross. So, trying to apply this to our own lives, like we said, we are the apostles. We ascend mountains, we descend mountains, and we we head into valleys. So, there are highs and lows of our own faith. There are, uh, there are mountains and valleys in our faith journeys. So how are we reminded of God? And how do we look to Jesus on the cross, even when it's hard? Yeah, how do I look to Jesus on the cross? Or how am I reminded of God? So relating it back to the whole hills and mountains and valleys, highs and lows, ups and downs. For me, a good way for me to keep my eyes on Jesus is to kind of recognize the state that I'm in or where my faith is, kind of like whether I'm on that high or whether I'm on that low, if I'm climbing up a mountain or if I'm, you know, slowly going down a valley. Um, But when I was a hipsie, I was taught these two terms called consolation and desolation. And that's like a whole other thing. But basically, consolation is where, you know, you're on that spiritual high. Like after AIS, most of you guys are in a consolation phase where you're in a spiritual high, you feel very close to God, you're kind of moving even closer to God, growing in faith. And then in desolation, you're kind of straying away from God. You have a lot of doubts, fears, anxiety. And to me, they come in waves, right? Like sometimes you're in consolation, sometimes you're in desolation. And one's not necessarily better than the other. It's just kind of the state that you're in. And for me, when I recognize that, let's say I'm in a state of desolation and I'm moving away from God, just knowing that reminds me to like, do other things that could kind of make me get closer to God, I guess. For example, reading the Bible more or attending praise and worship with either myself or maybe some of my friends more. Um, I guess in COVID, it's online now, Um, but it's still the same thing. And so that's usually how I keep my eye on God or how I'm reminded to look to God. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with Anne Thomas. It definitely depends on like the state of where I am. I guess, or the state of how I'm feeling externally, I guess. For me, I think I tend to look more towards God, keep my eyes more on Jesus when I am trying to overcome something hard, because I think I'm in that 
I would be in that state of like questioning, like, why is this happening to me? Kind of just questioning, like, why do I have to go through this? How am I supposed to grow through this? And then by overcoming or by climbing up that hill, I'm kind of just like desperate almost. So then I'm almost always praying to God, always asking for his guidance. And because of that, I'm climbing up this hill. I'm exerting myself. I'm super tired. But like in that desperate moment, I'm just crying out for help and like praying to him. And then I think I'm still trying to be positive. I'm still trying to tell myself like he's making you overcome this for a reason. Like this hill might be really high and really tough to climb, but I'm sure like the valley will be worth it. And I'm sure the plan and his plan will be worth it in the end. So I think it also depends on where I am in life. I think when I'm in that valley, I'm in that that easygoing, not really having much to think about or having much to overcome. I think I pray to God more casually instead. My eyes are still kept on Jesus, but it's not nearly as much as when I'm desperate or when I'm crying out for help. So I think that's when I try to keep my eyes on God. Yeah, I guess I cannot really think of a general sense. So thank you, Jake Mian and Anna Thomas for um, taking care of that part. But pretty much in, in high school, like junior year, some of you have already heard this story, but in like junior year of high school was probably when my faith was like at the lowest and I didn't know what to do. But what reminded me of God was actually looking at the, those people around me. Like Jeep Man was saying, it's hard to see where God is in a lot of things. And I was there too. Like, <laughs> how do you see God? And I'm sure the apostles were also confused. Like, even though they saw Jesus, they, they didn't know what they were seeing. And what kind of brought me back to God was seeing everyone in my life as a reflection of God. Like, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in blessings. And the reason why I am so incredibly blessed is because of my family and because of the friends that I have been given. And if I can't see, like, I can speak to God, but I can't see him. Like, I can't see him until I get to have it. And, you know, that's that's hard. Like, to talk to someone and you can't even really see him, or, I mean, you can't really even hear him talk back to you, it's hard. But see him without seeing him in the people who bring you light. So, when God as the cloud says, this is my beloved son, listen to him. Sometimes it is hard to acknowledge that a beloved son even exists. But when we're in the mountain or in the valley, God calls us to listen to him. So whether we're going through the good or going through the bad, then to just like not not only listen to him as in obey him, but listen to him and allow him to enter into our hearts. I think that was a great talk. And for this week's check-in, you know, we got to relate it to this week's gospel. So 
for this week, when you go into Sinawak, go ahead and type in Jesus is alive, no cap. <laughs> We're putting our knowledge to use. <laughs> so, like we said, like the apostles, witnessing glory is one thing, but following is another. So, we ask you all, as hipsies and also us ourselves as HTs, we want to take that glory that we see, whatever draws us to God, to take that and use it to follow Jesus. And even more than that, encourage other people to follow Jesus. With that, we'll close out and see you on Saturday. Bye. 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 It's not good news. It's the best news ever.